Nothing to fear but fear itself. We help wayward souls to find their way through stories, songs, and games we play. Here at Camp Treadwood, we know how important physical activity is for maintaining good mental health. We offer a wide range of safe outdoor activities, including hiking, swimming in our beautiful lake, archery, and rock climbing, just to name a few. We believe building stronger bodies leads to building stronger futures. The Macabre family has ran Camp Dreadwood for over 20 years now, and our mission is to create a safe place for children to feel inspired and make new friends and memories. There's so much to do here at Camp Dreadwood. Register today. Okay, quiet down. Hey, counselors, come here. Let's quiet down, guys. Hey. Before our wayward children arrive this year, I wanted everyone to take a minute and give our best Camp Dreadwood welcome to our brand new junior counselor, Megan. Now, if I remember correctly from your application, you're from Colorado, right? Gorgeous state. I lived there for years. Hmm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there is something kind of odd and interesting about those mountains, isn't there? All my experienced counselors here at Camp Dreadwood know that I'm a sucker for a good bedtime story. Have you ever heard of, uh, the Slide Rock Bolter? Does that sound familiar? It is a really weird and odd sort of creature. Now, imagine this. A giant, fish-like creature living on the side of mountains gobbling up people as they walk beneath it. They say it weighed 25,000 pounds. It was made of rock and dirt. It had a hook on its tail that would attach for it to slide down and feed on the poor souls that were lost on the mountainsides. All day long, it would wait and wait to feed on helpless hikers, usually tourists who didn't know the area as well as the locals. Can you imagine that? A giant catfish-like, well, fish, the size of a tour bus swallowing you up whole. Kind of thing just seems so far-fetched, right? Now, was this thing real? Was it simply an old explanation for random, horrific rock slides? I've seen a rock slide before. I would totally believe it. I don't know. But it kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Now, enough about all that. Welcome to Camp Dreadwood. I already have a great feeling about you. Get some rest. Don't have too much fun on your first night. The campers arrive early tomorrow, and we have to sort them into their cabins pretty quick. Maybe you can tell the rock slide vulture story tomorrow night. This is Colorado. The slide rock vulture. Fifty States of Terror may include descriptions and discussions unsuitable for young audiences, Episodes may contain adult themes, language, and content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to 50 States of Terror. Hello. We took a little hiatus. We just uh, we had a little skip week. We got to celebrate our son's 13th birthday. We had Labor Day weekend, and really the time just got away from us. So we're working really hard to get ahead on episodes, so that way you guys don't have to... Uh, go two weeks without us yes that's correct 
we will actually be announcing our holiday season and our holiday schedule in October. We're making some final decisions and have some things coming up for you. Yes. So just so you know, we do plan on just trucking through. Fair cooler way to say that. Keep on trucking. <laughs> so we're going to be going all the way through and then just kind of taking a, a little break here and there just to keep our brains. But this episode is Colorado. And we'd like to thank our intro, Lauren, who is our, uh, I guess, our sister. Is my sister, your sister-in-law. Don't make it weird. <laughs> but uh, no, our, our sister podcaster, uh, but your actual sister. Oh, yeah. she. It is our sister podcast. So that is going to be Camp Dreadwood. And you can find her and her Mary crew. So she plays Mary McCobb, who is a camp counselor and has... Some crazy things that are going down at camp. There's some missing children. There are crazy stories every time that she puts something out. She really likes to jump into real stories and creepy stories. I know she's covered Slenderman. She's covered the original story behind Candyman. And that was before the Candyman movie came out. So she's got a whole bunch of interesting stuff over there. And yeah, we're very grateful she decided to lend her talents to us for this week's Cryptid Encounter. Yeah, check her out. Check her out. Okay, so this episode is not quite as fun as a couple of our previous ones. Yeah, when you start diving into the background of this and then you start finding out some horrific things that it is, what the origin of it is, it it gets kind of depressing. <laughs> so the Slide Rock Bolter, which... Did I say that in the right order? You did. I, oh, okay. Because I, I keep saying like bolt rock slide, mm -hmm. slide rock bolt, bolt, paper rock scissors. Yeah. The, I the, keep the Michael Bolton slider. The Michael Bolton slider. That sounds like a really good burger, though. It <laughs> would be so smooth and cheesy. Though. It, it'd be, it'd be so, so <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. Somebody call Bob's Burgers. I have an idea. That's fantastic. Um, that, was, that, was, that was good. So the slide rock bolter is a cryptid that. Was absolutely fabricated. Yeah, 100%. 100% was just thrown out there um, for very nefarious reasons that we will get into. And it's one of those stories, like, it really kind of makes me upset. I just can't. I'm, well, actually, I can fathom. I can wrap my brain around it, which is actually the, the disturbing part. That's what makes it so upsetting is because people fucking suck sometimes. Yeah. And you might be asking yourself, well, then why did we choose this one? Well, there were a couple to choose from, and this one stood out the most. And when we started to dive into it, we had, okay, let's just keep going because things like this existed back in these times, uh, these fabricated stories to keep people out of, of, of areas or, or what have mm -hmm. you. And the, the thing about it, it is heartbreaking that people did this for those, those specific reasons. Okay, so I think this is a really good time to really address something that we haven't yet in previous episodes and that is why do we tell stories about cryptids not like you and i but like humans right there are different reasons that we tell stories about anything so in psychology we tell stories to explain how things work why they happened and how we make decisions so as the human race that's something really important that we do we pass stories down to our children we tell stories to our neighbors they really do influence how we make decisions as a culture or as any culture. So there are different reasons that different cryptid stories last through the ages. 
Yeah, before the mass information age, the only way you can get this type of information was through storytelling. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that was in order to keep you safe. I know there's a tribe in Alaska that they have stories about these creepy looking like humanoid things that would crawl on the edge of the ice. And that was because they would tell the story that it would break the ice at the edges. And that kept the children from going close to the edges of the ice and falling through and freezing and dying. Mm -hmm. So there are reasons in every area why these cryptid stories could be told. Yeah. This is not one of those good reasons. No. This did not protect anyone, even though that was the guise that this story was presented with. So this was presented as a stay safe, stay away from this thing. And at the time, there were other stories like that. Hey, stay away from this because there's a big monster. Stay away from that because it's unknown. But this was a completely fabricated story. And with that said, because I do want to save this the full psychology breakdown for a future episode that I have in mind, maybe we'll have a guest. Yeah, that would be really cool. Hoping to have a have a a guest, a professional. Yeah, maybe we can maybe we can swing that because that's something I I really want to just. Maybe just have a standalone episode where we talk about how and why cryptid stories prevail. But this is this is not one that started with good intentions for anybody but the the pocketbook for those involved. Right. So that all said, we are going to start explaining why this sucks so bad. Yeah. So today's description, we're going to take straight from the pages of Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwood. And that is written by William T. Cox. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because we referenced this in our last episode for the Cactus Cat, and this is another entry in that same book. In the mountains of Colorado, where in summer the woods are becoming infested with tourists, much uneasiness has been caused by the presence of the slide rock vulture. This frightful animal lives only in the steepest mountains country where the slopes are greater than 45 degrees. It has an immense head with small eyes and a mouth somewhat on the order of a sculpin, which is a fish, running back beyond its ears. The tail consists of a divided flipper with enormous grab hooks, which it fastens over the crest of the mountain or ridge, often remaining there motionless for days at a time, watching the gulch for tourists or any other hapless creature that may enter. After sighting a tourist, it will lift its tail, thus loosening its hold on the mountain, and with its small eyes riveted on the poor, unfortunate, and drooling thin-skid grease from the corners of its mouth, which greatly accelerates its speed, the bolter comes down like a toboggan, scooping in its victim as it goes its own impetus, carrying it up the next slope where it again slaps its tail over the ridge and waits. Whole parties of tourists are reported to have been gulped at one scoop by taking parties far back into the hills. The animal is a menace not only to tourists, but to the woods as well. Many a draw through spruce-covered slopes has been laid low, the trees being knocked out by the roots or mowed off by the scythe where the bolter has crashed down through from the peaks above. So basically, we have a giant whale with hooks for back fin 
that hangs onto the mountain and slides down and eats people. Yep. And then it will secretes these grease. It uses grease to accelerate, scoops them up, slides up the next mountain, and hooks itself. Does the same thing, going back and forth like a like a weird. It's like that Viking ride at the fair, where it just yeah, it slides back like, and yeah. forth and back and forth. You that, can't see us, but we're doing this uh, hand motion <laughs> like, to show it's going moon, back and forth. This half moon crest thing, and I, I'm already getting motion sickness just, <laughs> just thinking about it. Oh, poor Anthony. So William T. Cox was a member of the Department of Conservation in his time, which is now the Division of Forestry. So he was involved with a lot of things that were happening, especially in an area like Colorado, which is so very foresty. We had dense with dense. It's dense. So this is going to be happening in the late 1800s, early 1900s, right through there. We are seeing a rush to Colorado. Now, you, there are different gold rushes that have happened. There are different silver rushes that are happening. They'll find a vein and then it completely dries out. Towns are coming and going like Texas oil field towns. How I really think about it. It is there. It booms. It's great. As soon as it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So we're going to be looking in the area of Rico, Colorado. That is going to be part of the Pioneer Mining District of Colorado. That means that we are finding multiple precious metals. We're finding copper, we're finding silver, we're finding gold. There are different mines that are popping up. This isn't just like panning for gold in the river like you might picture. Just because I don't know a lot about mining, so I always just picture like minor 49ers like out there like panning oh right panning right, gold right no, um right. not my area i'm not from there my sister's from there that's why she got to be our guest for this episode they are blasting into the side of this mountain they are not supposed to be blasting into the side of this mountain at the same time they are collecting lumber here and they are just taking down trees and taking down trees and taking down trees and you might be thinking like kaylee it wasn't the same world then um they were straight deforesting this entire area and it was illegal at this time yeah the way that they were collecting what they were doing it was illegal already now i think it's interesting that william t cox is the one that wrote this story quite the way it is because he was so anti-deforestation they got so sick of him at the government that they fired him and then he went to the amazon to save the rainforest and then came back to save Colorado. Like, how bad were we doing that somebody is like, fuck the Amazon, let's go save Colorado? Yeah, the reason why this is just so horrible is they were making up this, this basic, basic death creature to keep people away from their illegal activities. And the horrible aspect about it is uh, how they duped different, different people around that area one notable group of peoples is the Ute tribe. One instance is they uh, stole the son. They did steal a prominent member of the tribe's son and held him captive in order to persuade the tribe to agree to a land grab because they were trying to get the rights to the lands so that they could mine and collect more lumber in that area. So the Utes are known for being a very, very large community, and they had a lot of claim in Colorado, Utah, Wyoming. It, this is a very, very widespread group. 
It is broken up into smaller tribes and different dialects. They have amazing quill work. That's like one of the things that I remember reading about them. The people who were trying to influence this land trade took the sun in order to facilitate this land grab. When the Ute tribe agreed, signed, and everything came became copacetic with the government for the exchange of land, they still did not return the child. And the child was never returned to its family. One of the things that I think is really kind of the most disgusting about this is that the description of the slide rock bolter was enough to scare people away. Like, that's already kind of shitty on its own. But the damage that the slide rock bolter left in its wake was actually the damage that the people were doing. Right. They're wiping out swaps of forest. They are blowing a hole in the side of the mountain and throwing the rubble out of the tunnels. And it's creating what kind of looks like a rock slide. Oh, well, that's where the slide rock bolter was. Yeah. And they start telling stories about like how people were missing or, or come up dead. Well, it's the slide rock bolter. So just stay away. It's 100% evil way to 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 just to do this life in general is is horrible it really does speak for the nastiness that comes kind of with that whole capital Ah, i don't want to say buzzwords i don't want to sound crazy and i don't want to make this a political podcast at all but there is a a corporate there's a capitalist kind of thing that was happening at that time and i absolutely know we need lumber i mean we use precious metals like i get that but you have to do it responsibly and you have to you have to do that better yeah. than we were. And if you think about it, this is the towards the end of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. This was the time where uh, huge railroad companies, mm-hmm. railroad tycoons, people who were bringing businesses, the, the uh, industrial movement, all these all these powerful, powerful people. And they were just trying to make as much money as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And what comes with that, um, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if we can, if we go into to different states or whatever, and you can trace back to different powerful people and how they uh, how they told these uh, crypto stories or stories in general, the people to stay away from areas. This is one of them. This is one. Of, this is one of those things where. A very powerful person trying to get as much money as possible very, very quickly came up with this story. And it's surprisingly that it's that it's still stick. It still sticks around Colorado. Now, I will say I I asked some of my Colorado folks and they were not as familiar with this as I thought that they might be, because as soon as I search Colorado cryptid, this is the one that pops up. I do think it's interesting you brought up the railroad because in 1891, the Rio Grande Southern Railroad connected the Rico area to Durango. And that really stepped up the production level because now they have a way to like ship it out. One of the consistent stories across multiple sources that we found was an attempt to kill said slide rock bolter. And the way that they did this is a little fucked up. But they made a dummy. I picture like a scarecrow, like yeah, on a stick, like this this rudimentary type <laughs> of like like straw stuff. Well, they had it. They had it down to the every description. He has a Norfolk shirt on. He has denims on, and he has boots on, and he has a visitor's guide to Colorado on this crash test dummy. And instead of being stuffed with straw, like an adorable little scarecrow for Halloween time. 
he is stuffed with gunpowder. Gunpowder, yeah. And uh, explosives. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say dynamite, but I don't think they would use dynamite. Uh... I think it's TNT. Oh, okay, yeah. So, probably, but probably... but I know that they said gunpowder. That was the one that I saw pretty consistently. That it was like black powder that they they put inside of it. So then they say, "Oh, the the slide rock bolter has come and it has eaten the man. And when it chomped down on him, he exploded." Uh, when in reality, they put a whole bunch of explosives in the side of the mountain, blew it up, and it shook the town, which only has like three hundred people in it. Rico is not very big. Right, is big for Silvertown, but it's not very big by today's standard. Shook the town. Pieces of the buildings are like falling down because this explosion was so big. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's because it ate our dummy. And now we killed it. Now we're awesome. Yeah, we're the good guys. We're the good guys. And that, my friends, is how you rewrite history. <laughs> so, Pay no atten- attention to the man behind the curtain. Now, when the silver dries up, because this, was a, this is predominantly a silver area. Yeah. What happens when the silver dries up? Miraculously. The monster disappears. No one is suddenly scared anymore. Eastern tourists are now visiting the area. Rico is nothing more than a memory and a bunch of old dilapidated buildings. And there are snail trails (laughs) of rocks coming down the mountain from where this supposed animal had had existed. Yeah. Um, I just think that this whole story is real shitty. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) It it, it 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 is because it's fabricated off of greed. It's fabricated off of off of uh, somebody's attempt to become wealthy and powerful as fast as possible. And and what I want to know is, has there been any debts that has been contributed to the Sidewalk Bolter? Like, has somebody? saw like 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 a new york gangster type thing oh you you saw the wrong thing so like they offed him and then they blamed it on the on the sunlight oh, bomb you maybe know? you know and uh like that's on your death certificate eaten by a bolter, bolter. <laughs> and everybody knows wink wink nudge nudge you just pissed off the wrong guy in rico yeah you, you piss off the uh the foreman or whatever <laughs> rico suave <laughs> <laughs> rico suave we are going to rate this cryptid using our uh five golden nessie rating system so what do you give the slide rock bolter i give the slide rock bolter one nessie for corporate greed white people shenanigans (laughs) for treating the indigenous people like shit for just kind of being awful people and that said i love colorado and I mean, I will visit every opportunity that I have. I love the people there now. Um, however, the people there a uh, hundred years ago can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> it's easy to assume that the people who are responsible for this are not directly from Colorado. These people are probably from industrial usa east coast and west. i was like don't call out any specific state i don't yeah. want any hate mail <laughs> and, and uh from the east coast going west to find money i would give this a zero wait golden. zero is an option it's it's a scale of one two five yeah i know uh, uh, i was 
I was going to say, like, I would give this a zero, but we can't give zeros. Okay. You know, it's in our bylaws. I would give it a, I'm going to one. And the gold in that golden Nessie is, is dull. It's a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. It's fool's, <laughs> it's fool's gold. It's not even real gold. It's fool's gold. Um, yeah. And me being, uh, a, uh, a lover of storytelling and, uh, a lover of all things, uh, fantasy in the realm of, of cryptids and, and, oh, they're out there somewhere. This is complete bullshit. And it's 100% fabricated. 100% fabricated uh, on a horrible reason. And not one of those two where, hey, stay out of this area because you're going to be safe. And we're teaching you a lesson to to stay out of the woods, the water that that might freeze over or crack or something to keep children from from drowning. No, no, no. no. This is a story made up by... uh, just horrible people. This is like saving your side chick's number as dominoes. Oh, shoot, that's 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 fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so bad. <laughs> this is that's, this is surreptitious. Yeah, it's just it is unacceptable. You know what? And you know what? Fuck those assholes too, because like you couldn't even think about you couldn't even think of anything better than a giant fish. Like you couldn't think of like this this I don't know uh, this eight legged hairy. Spider? Creature a spider? Thing. Are you thinking of a spider? No. Eight legs and hairy? Oh, well, I mean, like, okay, in the woods of Colorado. Yeah, okay, let's, let's go with a, a giant spider. Maybe like a trapdoor spider. Hey, we should make up our own cryptid. We could totally do that. Yeah, this is just a, a horrible display of someone trying to get their way and telling a story that is meant for meant for harm and... and malintent. I, and malintent. I gave it a, I gave it a one. Yeah. This is going to conclude our kind of quick episode on Colorado. So that's going to make our next state Connecticut. Connecticut. I always have to spell it in my head by saying connect I cut. So it's hard for me to say Connecticut because I say connect I cut. Because <laughs> that's how you spell it. That's how you spell it, yeah. Connect I cut. Well, I always, I always sing Mississippi. So for all of our wonderful 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 fans and we can say that we have fans we have fans we have stuff in the horizon we have plans to put out merch we have plans to put out some other content some exclusive content exclusive content and one of the things that we have been talking about to keep uh, us going is starting a patreon um, I am in the process right now of getting everything finalized and set up. So this is exciting. Uh, this is a, uh, a learning process, but I think that we have something that is fun. It's, um, sometimes it's educational. Sometimes it's educational. And I, I think that with, all of, of what's going on um we want to just promote you know, just creativity uh and one way we, we're doing that is oh patreon merch and just putting us out there so be on the lookout be on the lookout keep a weather eye out 
felt like I had something to contribute there, and then I lost it. <laughs> it, like, slipped through my fingers. All right, well, this has been our episode, and we look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. We are still taking some input on future episodes for future cryptids. Yes. And we've had a couple people interested in joining us for our cryptid encounters. I think we have the next couple cryptids planned out with some very fun voices to lend. But if you're interested, especially if you know your state is coming up, get a hold of us ahead of time. We're going to be recording these well in advance. So if you know that you have Delaware and you know we're at the end of the seas pretty much, go ahead and hit us up. <laughs> Let us know that you're interested. Um, if you know that your state's coming up and maybe we haven't heard of it, because I keep seeing some weird stuff out here that i've never heard of before yeah ain't never seen it people are sending me stuff i don't know why i got southern yeah but if you have a story to tell 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 us that story or even just tell us we're doing a good job give us a pat on the back yeah there you go. buy yeah. us a coffee buy us a beer join us on patreon 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right we will see you all very soon bye bye 50 States of Terror is a Housecraft production. This episode was researched, written, and presented by Anthony and Kaylee Diaz. Edited and embellished by Kate Flower. Do you need more 50 States of Terror? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You can find us on Facebook, Patreon, and Instagram at 50 States of Terror. Now that's 50 States of Terror. And on Twitter at 50 States Terror without the of, you know, because of the character. We'll see you there. Yeah, yeah.